Welcome to the High Key Podcast. This is a part of episode 47. I'm not sure if this is going to be one long one or if I'm going to do like a series of small ones. We got to see how long she talked because I don't know how many podcasts she'd be on. But I'm here today with one of my favorite women in the world, at least top 1,000. Uh my sister Alindra Scruggs. Is that okay if I said your name on there? Yep, that's fine. Yeah, Alindra Scruggs. Now, um, so normally Alindra, how we normally start, we normally start with the catch-up, which is basically what have you been up to the last time I guess you were on, but you can kind of go, the last time I seen you or talked to you, what have you been up to? How has your life been? Okay, well, the last time I seen you in the flesh, you were moving mm-hmm. to your home. And since then, I've moved as well. Ooh, no like, invite. Probably like, it's been about a week now, I want to say. We're in Louisville in the apartment. Okay. So it's been nice. Getting ready to fly out to Vegas. What are you, where are you going to Vegas for? Vacation. Just, just, just for the fuck of it, just a regular, normal vacation. Yeah, Nothing. I hope I, hope I get rich. So you, just, it's not like in a special occasion. You just going out there to have fun. No, just, just to have fun. It's March, spring break. I mean, he's out of school, so you know it's easier to coordinate that. You, you know that uh, you're grown, right? Grown people don't get a spring break. <laughs> I do. <laughs> I need to start enjoying my life more like that. I'm telling you, when you get a job that have benefits with pay time off, gotta what? use it. Is that a thing? <laughs> it is, and I made year three, so I got an extra week. So I'm just trying to burn some time. Oh, so you just rubbing it in? Mhm. Mm-hmm. That's what's up. Like I didn't work for all of February. <sighs> <laughs> the entire That's month of February. Nice. That's nice. It it wasn't nice, especially with my wife. Like you know, she's kind of like uh. At first, you know, she's like, you know, you're tired. It's okay. Then week two happened, and she's like, you know, it's it's okay. You know, just make sure you're applying. Then week three is like, okay, so you applying somewhere else it's or like, Rihanna? It's gonna have my money. E- exactly, and so that's what. That's but I can't blame her. She does so much. Having a job is really important. So therefore, I it's, will keep alive. We need money. Yeah, but. For me, I haven't been much. It's like I said, I hadn't, I didn't work in the month of February. We're gonna say because of Black History Month. Fuck these white <laughs> folks. Uh, uh, and I just started this new job. It's pretty, it's pretty decent. Um, I'm only working like five hours a day, but I only get one day off, so okay. it adds up. Um, and outside of that, I've just been potting. And I wanted to get some women on. For the podcast, because it's Women History Month. Oh yeah, that's true. And they all slowly canceled. So. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> and so now I have my sister on here, who came in clutch, and I really appreciate you for being on here. No worries, you know I do what I can do. And so we're gonna jump right into these topics, and the first one I just kind of wrote this down, and we already kind of touched on it a little bit. The last name. Did you feel some type of way when you had to give up your last name? 
Yes, it is. And like I kind of didn't want to. We um I wanted to possibly hyphenate, and it's only because of my daughter, because I didn't want her to feel like she was the only one in the house with her name. Mm-hmm. Um, but we talked about it at first. Mel was on board with the hyphenate, and then he was like, "Yeah, no, not really." So <laughs> I went ahead and just went ahead and changed it. But it just because it's a process, it's not a, a simple one and done. You have to change your name with Social Security, driver's license, and that takes time. It's never just the in and out kind of thing. So it took a while. So when I started this new job, that's when I said I would go ahead and change it over. Yeah. So you said it was tough. Like, how how long ago did you do it? Like, right when you got married? Uh, no, I, I three years ago when I started this new job. Three years oh. ago when I changed it. So before that, I, I still had my maiden name. Okay, so, so probably like a year. I still I have. I kept my maiden name for like a little bit over a year. Okay, so was it weird when you changed it? Like, was people still calling you uh, your, your previous last name, or did was it just no. like okay, it just kind of rolled off people's lips? Like it is what it is. Well, they they struggled saying my first name anyway. Mm. So. Thanks, mom. People are really just like, call me. I know by my last name like that anyway, but it, it was just an adjustment for me just to see it written down that it's no longer Russ, it's Scruggs. So that's different. Did you ever uh like when you had to sign paperwork? Did you ever like almost put that R down? Oh yeah, for sure. <laughs> and so for that uh for that first year, how did uh Mel feel? He didn't appreciate it. He dropped hints about it and kept <laughs> dropping them. <laughs> and then he just flat out was like, I feel disrespected. Mm. And like, you don't, you're not fully in this marriage without having my last name. So I have to go I ahead and pull the trigger. Yeah, that's what I want to say. That's what's up, but I'm not there. So it's kind of like, and you're, and now you're just like, it, it's just a name. Yes. Okay. And you you had mentioned uh me uh your daughter. <laughs> you had mentioned your daughter. How does she feel now that she's the only one with that old last name? Um, I feel like it doesn't really come up until we're with his side of the family. Mm-hmm. Or my, my bonus son comes over and he talks about everyone being his friends. So I you know, but she's never just flat out said anything, but that's her usual thing. She doesn't really tell you much. Yes, that is very her. She is like, why are you talking to me? For what? <laughs> mm-hmm. Wait, wait, are we are we talking about Overwatch? Are we not? Okay, then what are we doing here? Like, <laughs> she's so antisocial. I, I know. I'm working on it. That's why I, I told her she should do the job so that she's forced to to interact with people. Yeah, that was one of my things. Uh, me and my wife just kind of talked about with like like future down the line, like when we have kids, they're going to be forced to do some type of interactive sport. Because mm-hmm. I just like, I talked about this on my last podcast, like people are weird. And especially in my major, like some of these history majors, these niggas is weirdos. They got, like, I think I got a weird voice, but I ain't just like, oh, like, and um, back in the 1964, it was like every, like, like I, put, I would say like, 60 to 70 percent of the males talk like that in my class and it worried me and i was just like i won't i won't raise a child like this 
I can't. Like these are my peers, and I refuse. But uh, what'd you say? Because people just get wrapped up in their own world, you know, especially if they're passionate about it. Kind of true. That's so true. Like even when uh, uh, your daughter's over here, like she try to go to the corner. I'm just like, "Mm -mm. we're about to play hide and clap, and you're forced to play. Yeah, you have to force her. I think it's um, it's become automatic. But then mm-hmm. once she gets involved, she's like, "Oh yeah, this." Yeah, then fun. she'll end up having a bunch of fun. Yep. Yeah, so you just kind of have to force her. I just feel like it's just an automatic response for her at this point, just to say no, just to be different. Mm-hmm. And you do have to force her. And but then she's like, "Oh yeah, this is fun. I'm glad I did it." Uh, for Christmas, we went to my outside of the family, and they do this uh. This game, this little plastic tape ball thing, and in all of this tape are different little candy gift cards, and so it goes around in a circle, and you have a thing of dice. And so basically, while the person is trying to unwrap it to get to the gifts that's inside it, once the person rolls the double, they have they have to pass it on to the next person. She didn't want to do. I'm like, no, you better get down there. And get involved with some good prizes in there. It's Christmas. So mm-hmm. at first she didn't, but I made her. And then she had someone come. She ended up coming back with like four or five different gift cards. And she didn't really eat too much candy. So I took that. But she had a blast. She ended up having a good time. And I'm yeah. like, see, you would have missed out because you just wanted to sit in the corner. But I'm like, this is a family too. So you're going to get in the mix, get involved because you're letting life pass you by. I wish I could have came. I didn't get none from Christmas. <laughs> well, I probably did. I, I don't remember. Now that I think about it, I probably did get something. Thing in the past, and then nah, when you have kids, you really don't. No, nah, I probably did get something, and you know how uh, my wife is, so she probably gonna hear me like, "You said you ain't getting that for Christmas." I did get something for Christmas, and I enjoyed it a lot. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but uh, we can move on to the next topic, which is goals. No, let's not go to goals. I want to go to your top three women ever. Or top three, like most inspir, either like most inspirational, three women you looked up to, or three women that kind of uh, helped you out in life. Okay, um, this person might sound taboo, but my grandmother, Amina, uh huh, mommy. Uh, you know, you know, growing up as a kid, you know, okay, you're supposed to love your grandma. She's nice to you, gives you the hugs, whatever. Mm. Um. But we were, she and I were always close because, you know, mom had me young. So mm-hmm. she's always been integral in my life. But it wasn't until I came back from college and then mom was like, you need a job. And I was visiting mommy at the time, spending the night. I didn't come back on the days she wanted me to. And she's like, well, if you're not going to come find a job, you can just stay there. And so mommy was like, stay less. You're welcome here. You can stay here as long as you need to. Take your time. It also didn't hurt that she really kind of needed a caregiver. Mm-hmm. At the time as well, so it was like a scratch your back, you scratch mine. But during that time, I really got to know who she was as a woman as far as her past. You know, knowing that she was a barber, she had a bar, that she was a bartender, and that she owned herself. She was a military wife, you know. And then her telling me of when she decided to leave our grandpa, you know, she had to move from out of the country to come back to Texas on her own with all these kids. Yeah. But she was able to do it, you know, so I just realized how strong 
of a person that she really was. So that inspired me. And then even with her disability, she didn't let that hold her back. She had all those trades and was very smart. Went to school really just for fun, as far as college goes. She just was a professional student. Yeah. That'll be one. Uh, let me see. You know what? I had a, um, a high school teacher, Miss. Uh, Miss Tony Hinton. I really liked her just because she was, um, I feel like, I don't know, I guess she reminded me of, of my grandma in a sense, but she was just very blunt and outspoken. Mm-hmm. And she took her time with me. So, you know, I really appreciated that in her. And I always feel like I could come to her. And then um, a third person. I don't really just be looking up people like that. That's not <laughs> <wrong>. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to say, Mom, only because I remember when we were struggling coming up, she always found a way to, like, take our mind off of it. Even with silly little games, we had a game once. We was hot. You know how Texas was hot. We yeah. were sitting in the car, and so she made a game out of who can hold the piece of ice on their tongue the longest. And she just made a game out of it just to kind of, mm-hmm. you know, take her mind off and then just playing the board games, you know, just doing what she could. I still remember going to Chuck E. Cheese. Oh, we going on a field trip. We fell asleep. I don't know how long we were driving. Next thing I know, we had Chuck E. Cheese. Mm. Best time ever. Well, at that time, it was called Showbiz Pizza. Mm-hmm. You know, and so she worked a lot, but just the little things. So, I, you know, I think about that as our parent. You know, of course, obviously, I do things a little bit different, you know, but I appreciate it way more now. And I'm like, well, you know what? I get why she would do that or make these decisions. Because those are tough calls. You're just doing the best that you know how with what you were raised with. So I'm definitely inspired by that. It's crazy because you talked about mommy and like, I think that's like, my well, obviously my last memory of mommy will be when we was at the hospital. But uh, I don't have any other, like, I think that's like the worst, I don't want to say the worst part of me or the worst part about my life is like, I, I, I really don't remember but like I can literally say I don't remember anything from like seventh grade down. I don't know. Maybe I don't know I'm who hit me upside the head. <laughs> What'd you say? It's amazing the things that people will remember or forget. But you have a lot that happens in a day, and then you sleep since then. Mm-hmm. You know, but I think I just uh, those are just times that I treasure, and especially now that she's gone. And when I go through things, I'm like, man, I wish she was here. Because, like, you know, she'll give you a piece of advice whether you ask for it or not, but it'd be real. Mm. And I can always recall it. Like, you know what? She did say that. So, you know, life will will learn you. That's for sure. (laughs) Life will learn you. It's crazy. I I wish I had more. Like, I don't have, like, like, I want to say a specific memory, but I remember having, like, to rub her back. Oh, my God. That is, let me tell you, I'm traumatized. Every time Melvin asks me to rub his back, I'm like, no, I don't want to rub your back. I'm I'm tired of rubbing backs. I've been doing it for years. <laughs> like, but this is my back. I don't care. Cause mm-hmm. it, it was for hours until she was sleeping. She didn't sleep much because all she did was chain smoke and drink coffee all day. Mm-hmm. So you think she sleep? I ain't sleep. Oh God! And then keep rubbing your back, and you know she didn't wear no clothes. Yep. So we just went. I'm like, oh God. I love her to death, but yeah, I don't. I don't love that. You know, you know what she did with the the boys in our family. She always called you guys her honey, honey. Mm-hmm. Yeah, with her boyfriend. Oh, come here, give me some kiss, honey, honey. And you know, she was just it was the whole thing. She gave everybody a nickname, really. In the yeah. What was your nickname? 
I was, she had like a little moniker, so mine was Lenny Plenty Won't Share a Penny. Yes. Louis was Louis Chewy Chapa Chewy. Okay. I didn't know she had I, made those names. Yeah, that was her. I really thought that was Nisi. No, you know, Nisi called you Questy Bobbers. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus Christ. No, that was my name. She was saying that shit in Miami. I'm like, nigga, I'm 30. <laughs> <laughs> but for you, she's like, you're going to always be small because she used to babysit you all the time. Yeah. But no, you was talking about uh, mom earlier and how she used to like make things out of nothing. Like, that's also like, uh, we we are, a di- we got a little age gap between us. Mm-hmm. But I like, but like I said, my memories only go back so far. So, like I remember, I want to say, ha- like not having a struggle because I was so young. Like when you this, the the moments in your in which you're talking about, either I wasn't there or I was just young. Oh, you was there, but I think you just don't remember it. But I remember moments so many times, and mm-hmm. so that might be a regret that I have now. Within the last few years of you know, Mimi's like, I'm like I don't want that to be her memory because that's yeah. one of my memories of coming up as we moved a lot. You know. Um, as an adult, now I can kind of get it. Things get overwhelming for you, you know, and that's all you can do sometimes is move. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I remember we went through the struggle. So it was it was nice that, at least for you, for the part that you remember, because really once we moved on Carla and you went to Timberview, yep. uh, not Timberview, but that's Goodman, around yeah. the corner, they had stabilized. So I'm fortunate that once I started high school, I stayed at that high school. And then when I got ready to graduate and leave, and when I came back, that's when they had bought the house. So, you know, you've had that stability because we didn't really have it at first. You know, daddy has his demons going on. You know, my, my is doing, they're doing as we can do. Yeah. Um, but like I said, she made it, even with that little step through chicken, when she boils the fried chicken. Yeah. It's good, but them bones, I hated it. But I knew when we were struggling because we were eating that two, three days because it's yes. fresh. It's crazy because I still eat like you talk about like smothered chicken. Mm-hmm. Which but is, she would take the fried chicken and she would boil it. Yeah, and, and then you boil it and then let the let the basically the skin dissolve and then you throw it on top of rice. Mm-hmm. I Be, fucking so love delicious. That shit. It looks it looks disgusting as I think about it. Like, but it ended up being so good. I hated the bone part, but it would be so good. But it would last us two or three days. Yep. Uh, we were just talking in our um our meeting. Friday, he said he wanted us to uh, share our favorite Friday memory. And I said, you know, one of the things that we would do is on Fridays, that would be the rare occasion where mom and daddy would let us eat in the living room. They'll put newspaper down and we got to eat dinner and watch it in front of the TV. We watched TGIF with, you know, Family Matters, Full House, Step by Step. So we got to do that on Fridays. And so that's one of my favorite memories thinking back. It's just some little, and they laugh because they're like, oh, we know about that, not messing up the living room floor. Because they're particularly not get that newspaper down. We're not going to mess this floor up. But we got to eat as a family together and then watch TV and eat. So that sticks with me. Didn't, didn't growing up, you had a friend that used to like, uh, her mama used to, what'd you call it? To do the carpet every day? Oh, yeah. That was Preci in high school. Yes. <laughs> yeah. she was, and then she came in. But then I would come, because we walked to school together. And that when I come in the house, I couldn't. She's like, don't you go in the living room? So I really had to sit in the dining room because she had already vacuumed. She, she literally kept the plastic on the couches. Yep. She was not playing. She would know by not seeing the little lines. 
in on the floor from vacuuming. And I was like, I love you to death, Miss Sharon, but I, I cannot live like this. One thousand percent. Like I did that the other day, and I was like, you must be stupid if you think I'm not about to walk. I'm about to walk on it now. Like, that's <laughs> the only thing I can like think that. about. You get it, but they were like, even when if I was over there where their mom was gone, and we wasn't supposed to, like, hey, don't go in there because we're gonna get in trouble. Cause then she gonna know somebody mm-hmm. in there. It was, it was the whole thing. I was like, no, ma'am, no stamp, not for me. But no, uh, we can go into the next session. It was nice going back, even though we don't have the same childhood memories. <laughs> like, because like you said, I remember Carla for, for like fourth through six at least, and then we did the year in uh, Lancaster, and then. Mm-hmm. Timberview. We moved to Mansfield and went to Timberview because you said you remember mama working all the time. And I'm like, when? Let me know. Man, when? Because she had to work at the cleaners because for a while, Auntie Ava, Auntie Lita, Auntie Gina, and mama, Uncle Mike, they all worked at Common Cleaners for so long. They worked there so long that the owner had offered to make Auntie Ava a franchise owner. Like, you can buy me out. That's mm-hmm. how long they worked there. When I went to take your kid to work day, they literally put me to work over there in the Tommy Cleaners because it was like downtown Arlington because um, they worked at the cleaners. She was killing it. And then, you know, she worked at Medco for so long yeah. to the point we knew her direct line up in there. She's like, don't you call me for nothing? But, you know, yeah, she she stayed working because, you know, trying to make Emmy. I, I get it now. So it was one of those things that you kind of resent coming mm-hmm. up because you don't really understand as a child. But then, like, bravo, you did what you had to do. Yeah. I made it. <laughs> Cause I remember yeah, like yeah. maybe like a five year stint where mama was just like, I'm not working. Like <laughs> she was burnt out from makeup. That's yeah. why. That little pharmacy company, because she worked there for years and years and years and years. And then um and it was it was change is hard too. Cause that's when after that was really when she found uh THU. Yeah. And that's how she met her, some of her current girlfriends. Because Mako was how she met Miss Jerry, Miss Maddie. Mm-hmm. Uh, all her other Miss Jean, well, she don't really be around like that no more. But yeah, she was burnt out, so I think that she needed that break. Yeah, I love it. it. Ain't been the same. <laughs> I love Mama to death. I, I think the last time me and Mama had beef was uh over Juneteenth. Like I do not like unlike uh Louis. Louis love to argue with Dad. Um, I am out of the way. Holy shit! <laughs> like the last time me so much to like. That's why. <laughs> <laughs> and then he's like, like, he also suffers from like middle child syndrome type deal. Um, so he's like the black sheep for himself. And I get it. They're, but they're like, they're so much alike. And they want to be, they both want to be the silverback. <laughs> man. And I just be like, man, if you just don't let daddy be daddy. <laughs> I just say, just, he, well, he just needs to get it out. He just needs to get it out. And once he gets it out. Then he move on. I'd be like, okay, I understand. All right. And just move on. Just mm-hmm. move on. Because it, he, it fetches when he can't get it out and, and give his two cents. But yeah. once you get it out. But then, you know, I don't know. They got to beat their chest. I don't know. I'm like you. I'm not going to argue with you because in the end, I'm going to still do what I want to do. But I'm just going to allow you space. That's my thing. Like, I. I just be like, you know what? Oh wait, you mad? All right, let me go and play the game for four hours and get out of the way. Like, <laughs> and they be like, you always in that room, nigga. You're always yelling. Wait, what? <laughs> I'm telling you, when I did my time, you see, my when I did my time, 
that's all they did. I'm like, nope, I'm just going to be in the trouble. Oh, he's getting mad about me eating in there. But I'm like, I'm not a child, so I'm going to eat in here anyways. But I know how to clean up. Right. And you just you got to go with it. Stay out the way. Like, I love you. And I know, honestly, daddy means well. And as a parent, I get that you sometimes you can see the writing on the wall because you've been there, done that, and you want to avoid them going through that. But that's really not how life works. And you just got to let it happen. And and there are times when really you should be able to learn a lesson through someone else without you having to experience that. But there's just, it's just ways to go about it. Yeah. And then it don't, it don't help that daddy sentences don't be full sentences either. That nigga just. It's the delivery. It's not what you say, it's how you say it. He, he's delivery. <laughs> like, all right, you just lost me because you was yelling. That, that's a trigger for me. Don't yell at me because then I yeah. can't be receptive anymore. I'm, uh, I'm the last the last time dad yelled at me it was not my fault like like really mad because like i say when dad get mad my thing is to stay out of the way i don't care but actually the, the last time mom and dad got me mad at me it was the same day uh it was because i didn't let her friend come to juneteenth because it was my event and we we legit had like a little back and forth. Like it wasn't like an argument, but I was just like, "Bro, this is my event." The mom was like, "But it's my house," and I was just like, "Okay, you can invite your friend, but I'm gonna make it entirely awkward because I don't do the whole interracial relationship shit." Okay, yeah, and so I was like, "It's gonna be awkward because like I I don't I'm the one thing Mama raised us to have not have is a filter," and I think between. I don't want to say between like maybe between like our like the four of us, the four children, when it comes mm-hmm. to like our parents, I have the least filter. I don't cuss them out. Oh, I don't yeah. care what I say. That is true. You don't have no you don't have no happy medium. You zero to a hundred, that's it. And so when I was just like, Well, I'm gonna say how I feel. And so she didn't end up inviting her friend. And I was just like, Okay. And then also that day, that's the da- day the dad got into a fight with Perry. Okay, yeah, that was crazy. That shit was, and then he got mad at me for breaking it up. I was just like, "What? The I niggas five two. Moving on. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on. But uh, okay, so we can move on to your goals, and I want to know how really your goals differ, or maybe they are the same from being like like your wife wifely goals. Uh, your personal goals and your motherly goals. Like, how do you, like, I guess, maneuver between the three or make all three converge with each other? Okay. Um, you know, it's really hard to find that balance because somewhere you're going to drop the ball for someone. Um, you know, as far as being a mom, I think you know a lot of times you try to do the things that you wish you would have had gotten from your parent when you were coming up Mm -hmm. and so I felt like I couldn't really communicate with mom on her own level because she would just get mad and her reaction is I'm going to whoop you (laughs) so (laughs) I didn't feel like it was a safe space for me to communicate and there were decisions I made that I could have avoided if I would have felt like I had a safe space to talk to someone Mm -hmm. so I I tried to make sure Mimi knows that she has a safe space to come talk to me like don't feel like you can't tell me because I'm not I'm going to love you regardless. We're going to love you through it. We're going to work it out. We're going to talk it out and figure it out. So there are negatives to that, to where, you know, because I don't really whoop her like that anymore. I spanked her a little bit coming up, but because I don't want to feel like I can't talk to her because I'm going to get whooped because that's how I felt. 
Mm-hmm. Um, I've been latched with that. So a lot of times I do have to repeat myself. So it's hard because I'm like, well, where do you draw the line before you really do have to? I don't want to get physical, but I feel like, well, what, what other way can you get the lesson? Because <laughs> I don't know any other way. I was not taught in any other way, but you get physical. Yeah. So that's been kind of hard because I don't want that to be the answer because I feel like that's not really parenting. That's like a, a reaction, you know, so there's nothing wrong with it, but I just want to find other ways. And she's getting older. So, you know, really kids kind of like, I'm going to get this whooping, but it's going gonna, it's gonna to end eventually. And I'm still going to do what I want to do. So I try now because kids are smart. I try to explain to her just mm-hmm. where my mind frame is. Okay, this is why so we want to avoid X, Y, Z. But I have to realize, too, she's an adult. She's not she's an adult, but she's her own person. She's going to be an adult. She already has her own personality, her own thoughts. So I just have to make sure she gets through this life healthy. And, and you know, she can be happy for some of it. Don't mean her happiness is not my main goal. It's just to make sure at least <laughs> mentally she's healthy, you know, physically she's safe, and, and know that she's, she's loved. Um, as far as the wife goes, that one is hard because for the longest time, I didn't really want to be married because I felt like, okay, if I get married, I'm going to lose my identity mm-hmm. and I'm going to have to be this maid and I don't want that. So I've waited for the longest time. Um, so I still struggle with that. Um, yeah. And that tells me all the time, you know, you know, I want a partner. I want you to tell me how you feel, but I, I just, I get in my head. Uh, so what I work on now is just trying to communicate better because you know me, I will shut down that talk. Um, yeah. Silent treatment queen because I don't like confrontation, uh, but I've learned it's actually better if I communicate how I feel and then uh, we can avoid resentment because I don't want that later on because these kids going to leave one day and then it's just going to be me and him. So it's important to make sure that I do communicate so that we continue having this full relationship that we had before, you know, being parents or whatever. So I, I, I try to work on that part. Um, and then it's a struggle too, being a wife and a mom, you kind of lose who you are, which is what I was afraid of because you want to be so many things to so many people. You, uh, you forget about nurturing myself. And so for me, me time is important for me. Because mm-hmm. I try to hold the house down, but if I get empty, then I'm mad, bitter, resentful. So this year I'm actually going on a cruise with one of my good friends, Chanel. It's just gonna be me and her. And me are gonna be here parenting. <laughs> I just said, you know what? I'm I'm gonna start taking time again for myself. You know, obviously we've been in this pandemic, so that kind of hindered some, but now that we're learning that okay, we gotta live with COVID nineteen and ain't going nowhere. So you just gotta be more cautious. You know, I'm vaccinated and all of that. So I'm um, trying to make it a priority now to get my me time back so that I can be a better partner, parent, and not sitting here just looking mean in the face because, you know, I'm just pulled in so many directions. So that's one of my goals is just to go back to getting my me time. Yeah. Uh so my wife kind of said the same thing. So she was just, well, I want to say not kind of said the same thing, but today she was just like, I think I'm about to go to Miami. And I was just like, what? <laughs> what are you talking about? She's like, well, I, spring break, I ain't got nothing to do. And I'm just like, you going to go without me? But like you said, she kind of need that personal time. I was like, you sure you don't want to go spend it with family? <laughs> but, 
No, yeah, just gotta kind of fill yourself back up because I can't be a good mom, a good wife, a good partner if I'm not at the base of that happy. Then they're gonna get the negative whiplashes yeah. from me because I'm just sitting here cranky and I'm like, no. Because before I was married, you know, I really enjoyed. I used to go to movies by myself, take myself out to eat, like. You know, that self-care was real. And I realized, man, I kind of got away from that self-care because I'm trying to make sure I'm being a good wife and make sure I'm being a good mom. And I just forgot about caring for myself. So it really is essential. Mm. And I encourage even guys to do it. Like, you to find you a hobby that you like and do that. Because, you know, men are not given that same self, you know, that space to take care of themselves because they got to be so much for the house. Men can't can't even be men no more. Be pent up. And so I just feel like, you know, take that time. You better go. I tell men all the time, you some friends, go somewhere. But we'll be fine. Men cannot be men no more. I just kind of leads into the next question. We only got two more questions, Alindra, and then we're done here. But you're doing, like, an amazing job. You need your own podcast. Just throw that out there. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Um... You talk about uh, how men need to do that as well. Do you believe, like, do you believe that alpha men are still a thing? Or is, like, society kind of, like, getting rid of that? I feel like it's still a thing. Um, I just also feel like it's probably changing because now, you know, some women because they're on their own for so long, they don't necessarily desire that because it comes off misogynistic in some ways. But then there are some women that they they want the alpha male. They want that personality because they don't want to be in control. They want to be beta. But when you're on your own like that for so long and you become an alpha on your own, Mm -hmm. it clashes. Because, you know, for me, I've been on my own longer than I've been in a relationship. So it is... A struggle when I have to, to like consciously, okay, I don't have to carry this on my own. Yeah, I don't have to do this on my own. But it's just so automatic. I'm like, all the time, okay, I got to take care of Mimi, make sure she's good, make sure I'm good. So to know, okay, I actually have a partner that can take the load, and mm-hmm. I don't have to shoulder it. It's hard because it's become an automatic response. And so then I realize, man, I don't have to. I just got to. Let it go, but it's hard. It's it's a hard cycle to break. And, you know, people have these different dynamics coming up. Um, I feel like there, there's there got to be a way where men can still be alphas, but because the world is not the same, we're just going to have to find a different way to facilitate it. And just, I don't, I don't know. But I, I do think it, it, it can work, for, you know, in general. But it, it's, it's different because... That's when you get into feminism and then with women equality. And I'm yeah. a feminist to an extent. You know, Mimi will call herself one all day long. I've learned that. I'm like, oh, she, she, because the other day she flat out, I forgot what Mel said, but she's like, well, you know, you sound misogynistic. I was like, oh, look at Mimi trying to, trying to talk. Okay. Mm-hmm. So it's interesting to hear that. Um, because I would say for all intents and purposes, you know, daddy's alpha, but mama actually is alpha as well. Yeah. They, but they've learned how to make it work. They know how far they can go with the other person. They kind of give and take. Yeah. So it's interesting to watch this, how how it works. Yeah, so my next question, I, you kind of, I'm sorry, I have to add another question. <laughs> uh, 
because we were talking like you talk about alpha man you said it can work and i in my mind i see i feel like there's a lot of programming on tv how do you kind of maneuver through that as a parent because there is sex everywhere like i watched the anime the other day and the girl turned 13 years old and it was like oh you're a woman now and i was just like i will shoot you in the fucking face <laughs> you know it is hard and you know for the longest time i i was limiting what Mimi was watching for the longest time. But then I also realized she's going to get exposed to it regardless. When she leaves out of this door, when she goes to school, I didn't know she knew about uh, homosexuality and all that until she's like, you know, I knew about that. I'm like, what? You know, and even with, with sex in general, I, I signed the paperwork for her to hear about it at school, but I didn't realize how in-depth they got about it. So I was like, let me not be naive. Uh, she and I have had conversations where I felt like, hey, you know what? You're too young. You're not ready for that part because there's more questions there. I'm like, you know, but I'm I'm not dumb. She see even like uh, some of these YouTube games that she that she watches play, like the noises that it make. I'm like, girl, that sounds like they have sex. It make me uncomfortable. And and it's just a game, but they make sounds that this person, the girl, make because it's just really a killer is chasing her. But she's like, ah, ah. I mean, why she sound like that? It's like I'm killing. I was like, this is weird. This makes oh me feel God. uncomfortable to the point I have to, I have to come in and like, what are you, what are you watching? What are, what are you looking at? Yeah, because it it is definitely everywhere. But I, you know, I just try to talk to her and educate her with what I want her to know. But I know that she's exposed everywhere she turns around. I it's really for sure in the programming. That's why. You know, there's sixteen and pregnant is a big thing because it's it's everywhere. They they make it cool now. There's like this benefit when when parenting you know? is really, you know, it's hard. Well, what well, luckily for us, her current crush rollerblades in class, so we won't even have that issue. Um, <laughs> I'm so sorry though, so unnecessary. Yeah, very unnecessary. <laughs> He's a was... nice young man. Who rollerblades to class? Hey. Anyway. <laughs> um, so I learned a term last week. And I want to know. Have you ever how do I how do I form this question? We're gonna go to a different question. I learned how to form that one. So are you ready to get, I guess, a little more risque, Alindra? That depends on how risque we're getting. It's not. It's not. It's nothing bad. I mean, I'm your brother, and I don't want any details about your love life. But um, <laughs> okay, I'm also like this has been very clean thus far, outside of saying that uh, my niece's crush might be homo. Uh, oh my god! Who gets yeah. more out of sex, men or women? Men. How so? Because I don't care if we're in the mood or not. <laughs> you have to care less. As long as you get the end result. So now, to be fair, I will say I do majority of the work. <laughs> this is true, but yeah, y'all definitely do. We we get some benefits, sure, but y'all definitely really way more benefits. Mm-hmm. It's, it's easier. Like it's levels. We're like onions. It's levels to this. It's not just a one and done. Don't want to visualize my sister as an onion. Thank I'm you. just saying, it's not men. You have one area, one organ, but no, 
No. Okay, so to kind of uh, going a little bit further on that, like because me and Dante talked about like dating broke, and I was just like, that would be hard. Like I don't think I would do it as a woman. So like when you were younger, like I guess you're in your college days, obviously a lot of people are broke. I, I really don't have that experience because I decided to go to college at 30. But <laughs> <laughs> but like how was like dating broke and or were you like understanding or did you just like nigga you broke? Like fuck we doing. It was hard. You 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 learn your lessons with that. Um because when I was understanding, that's when they kind of take it as they feel like I didn't have standards. They thought they just could do anything. They didn't even try. They didn't put forth the effort. Mm-hmm. Um, at the same time, so I just made it a rule that I wouldn't expect anything from the other person that I wasn't also already doing. So mm-hmm. if I have a job, they have to have a job. I'm not caring what kind of job it is, but you have to have a job. And if it was like, okay, I work at McDonald's, have some aspirations. Okay, you should go and become manager one day. I should move up. You know, just don't be satisfied with being low level. Mm. You know, um, if I have a car, you've got to have a car. You know, uh, just sort of, just got to be mutual reciprocity. So, like I said, learning, again, when I wasn't working, I didn't even feel comfortable, per se, dating either. Because when the question comes up, oh, what do you do for a living? What what I'm going to say? It feels wrong. It feels hypocritical for me to require that. And then I wasn't having the same. So, I, when I wasn't working, I really tried not. Yeah. Today, because I was like, no, I can't even offer. I won't put myself in a situation where I go on a date and then, or they leave or, or something. I, I need to make sure I have my own money when I go out to make sure I'm good. See, because I, for me, I was just like, if I was a woman, I don't think I would. I just couldn't do it. Like personally, I you can call me a gold digger or whatever. Fuck you. Oh my god, my fault. Because you do get that put on you if you try to have these standards. But at the same time, I feel like men should have the same standard. Yeah. You know, just like because what are you getting out of that? And that's what that's how you get all these baby mamas, baby daddy. Because you ain't got no money, so all you can do is have sex. And then what? Oh, well, I'm pregnant. And and and, that, and so I w- I was I was talking to uh, somebody, and uh. Uh, she needed like gas money, and I was just like, mm-hmm. in my head, I was like, but you got a nigga. That don't make sense to me, because yeah. I feel like if you in a relationship and it's a dire need, and it's it ain't got to be a hundred dollars, it could be like twenty, thirty dollars. Like if you got a nigga and you got a dire need to get across the city, like I feel like your nigga should be able to get you across the city. If and if not, why are you in that relationship? That's true, but then you know sometimes life happens and it'll humble you. So I don't know. It's kind of hard to say because I, I get that logic, and then you know I've also been married and we were going through some things, so we didn't just necessarily have. So it really, kind of depends. If you're about just dating, then yes, I, I can see that. Like, no, and that's my thing. Like, 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 yeah. If you're if you're married or whatever, you 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 help your your spouse through whatever they're going through. But if you're dating, mm-hmm. why date broke? Like that don't make <laughs> sense. Like you're poor. You that's you kind of poor I would say that's almost the equivalent of dating on potential because that gets people caught up as well because they see the potential. Because I've done that. Oh, I see the potential. I feel like okay, they're just starting out, but I can see it there. But what happens more often than not is they don't live up to that potential, and then you've just wasted all of this time because they didn't live up to it. 
So it's just better to work with the facts of what you have, you know, with, with what they have already shown you up front and just go with that. Because potential is a dying dream. They say in the sports, potential gets you fired. Draft the player off of the potential. So and you won't have a don't even do it. I tell people, don't, don't wait on potential. Don't do it. Mm-hmm. I had potential for a while, and I was a bum ass nigga. That's what happens because you see, oh, y'all, he's, he's so nice, and I, he's just going through hard times. I'm just going through a hard time, but I'm going to put on top. It'll never come out on top. So mm-hmm. just, but you stay over there because I don't need you to break me down. Because that's what happens because they need to bum off you. Some little hobos, they want to come stay with you. Nope, mm-hmm. it's just not. Okay, I actually forgot my other question. So we're going to go into the last segment. It is called Let Me Put You On. It's basically something that you like that you would want other people to look into. Alindra, do you have a Let Me Put You On? Um... Let's see. I don't think so. You don't got one? No. No TV shows, no songs, no music, no nothing? Mm. It's okay if you don't got one. We can just... Oh, I just started watching Central Park. If you you like musicals, you like little funny animation shows, it was on Apple TV. Mm. Called Central Park. It kind of reminded me of Hamilton as far as the songs go. Mm-hmm. But it's been really fun. So Central Park on Apple TV. You rich, rich. You got Apple that. TV. No, I came with T-Mobile service. I was like, yeah, I'll take it. Mm. And then my Let Me Put You On will be... Oh, shit, I just had it. It's called Black Love by Lady London. This is a song. I'm really enjoying it right now. It's going to be my Let Me Put You On for at least two weeks because it's really fucking good. It's really okay. fucking good. But other than that, I want to thank you, Alindra, for coming through and helping me put out a podcast for Women's History Month. I don't know. It's left because I was comfortable in my bed mm-hmm. watching Central Park and I was like, let me just be the good <laughs> sister that I am mm-hmm. and come through for one my- time. <laughs> Tell my niece I said hello. I heard her walk in, talk about your dog. Yeah, cause she peed on the floor in there. Cause ain't I tried her, her in there. Ain't that her dog? Could have sworn she was supposed to be doing everything. And, you know, we on this third floor now. The struggle be real taking her out. You know? when you're on the third floor, it's like psh, let me think about it. And we don't have a patio. We have an extended like sunroom. That's where my office is now. Uh-huh. So it's a, it's very intentional. Like, stuff will be left behind in the car because I'm not going back down. Hmm. But I thought maybe I'll get some exercise, too. I'm still waiting until I'm used to walking way up here. I'm not used to yet. I'll still be out of breath. Hmm. Walk the stairs yeah. for exercise. That's why I say I'm like, well, burn these calories. And, you know, um, in a few weeks, I'll be going into the office three days out the week. And I used to walk around the, uh, the pond there, so I could probably start doing that again. All right, Lalindra. Thank you for uh, dropping by. Be safe. Bye. Bye.